How do you think that you are going to ask for a larger donation to your nonprofit? How do you think that you are going to win someone over in a 10-minute interview or a two-minute interview if you can't even look somebody in the eye at the grocery store? When you have influence and you have a pure heart about it, you can change the world for good. That's what we're here to do. You have a pure heart with the leadership position that you're in, with making the sale, whatever it is, then that's going to be an open door to change the world. Guys, I am nerding out over this episode. Let me tell you, when I was doing research for this, okay, here's the name of the episode, y'all ready? Nonverbal skills to win, the secrets to personal charisma, initial attraction, and it factor. Who wants to be (laughs) super attractive, charismatic, and carry the it factor? The answer is yes. The answer is all of you or else you're lying to yourself. I don't care if you're even an introvert. You want the people that you want to like you to like you. And today I'm going to tell you how. So y'all listen up for this podcast because it's going to be spontaneous and full of it factor itself because that's one of the things that you're going to learn today. Spontaneity, a thing, attractive, universally, apparently. Let's dive in. The universal consensus of what makes people attractive, okay? So we're not just talking intelligence. We're not talking your looks, these different things. We're talking things that you guys actually completely have power over regardless of your personality, regardless of any of these things. So we're going to throw the BS out the window today. We're going to stop making excuses. And so we're going to be real. I would actually highly recommend if you are like a normal Spotify girly or you are a YouTube girl or sorry, a Apple music girly, this might be a really good episode to listen to on YouTube because we're talking nonverbals and you can actually watch me and cause I'm hilarious. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so number one thing that I found super interesting. So I did a ton of research on like five different articles from five different places. And I've studied this forever. If you want to, you want to see how many nerdy books, let's just think of the ones that I even have next to me right now. Social intelligence, the revolution, revolutionary new science of human relationships, beyond IQ, beyond emotional intelligence, book that I literally have right here. Same person who wrote emotional intelligence. I have another book that is the quick and easy way to effective speaking by uh, Dale Carnegie. Those are just two things literally right next to me. So universal elements. Now, again, we're talking nonverbals. Every single one of you guys have the ability to communicate without words. So if you are also PS, like not married yet, you're welcome in advance because this is going to make you an extremely attractive person to a potential partner. So just you're welcome in advance. So first of all, let's define what the definition of nonverbal cues even are. So this is posture. This is eye contact. This is walk and carriage. This is, I guess you could say tonality could be a part of it. So this is like up talk versus down talk. This is how you sit. Like I said, posture, just overall like movements. And it's hilarious because arguably some people say 60%, some people say up to 85% of your communication is nonverbal. And nonverbal communication why it's so important. It it increases our expressivity, so how we express ourselves. And people generally find attractive, which people generally find attractive, and they want to pay more attention to things that are expressive. So before you count yourself out because you are an introvert or you're like, well, I'm not expressive, 
I would actually refute that because I think you are expressive in the right scenarios. I have met some of the most introverted people on planet earth. Some of them are great friends of mine. Okay. Like I'm talking Enneagram five level. I could literally hold down in my house and not leave for 30 days. And as long as my groceries get shipped to me, I am thriving, not just surviving. We're talking thriving that level of introvert. And the more that I've gotten to know them, which is why I love my Enneagram five friends. They're actually some of the goofiest, wittiest, most expressive people ever when they're comfortable and when they want to be. So don't tell me that you are not, don't tell me that you're not expressive because you're lying and you're lying to yourself. Now, I do want to just say this first and foremost. Now, if you're going through a season of maybe feeling like your expressions are dampened, or if you're going through a season of mental health, like that's a different conversation, right? So go get the help that you need. Go see a therapist. I am a coach, not a therapist. What's the difference? I have a whole episode on that. So you can go back and listen to it. And get down with your bad self, girlfriend. Go get the help that you need. You're worthy of it. And growth mindset over fixed mindset. Absolutely, I want to encourage you that this is not your lot in life. You're not stuck. This is not just the way that things are going to be forever. And you can get better and you can heal. So just bless and release. We all go through seasons. I've been through seasons of anxiety and fear and these different things that I had to go see a therapist for. It was the best thing I ever did. So safe place for all that. And we're going to be talking about if that's not your current situation, how we can continue to improve in these things. So overall, three things, dominance, openness, and expressivity are like universal it factor, it factor, mega charisma, mega likability. Okay. Now I'm sure even as I'm saying this, you guys are starting to like think of people in your mind that you think emulate these characteristics. And what's interesting about this conversation is I have conversations all the time of people comparing themselves to each other, right? And whether it's in business, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in pageant stuff, doesn't matter. Women compare themselves all the time. And what's interesting about that is if, you know, and I've broken this down over 10 years now, when people are comparing themselves to somebody else, the the person they're comparing themselves to legit always has these three things, dominance, openness, and expressivity. If you really think about it, if you really, really, really think about it. And even if you're like, no, they're, they're kind of quiet. Well, there's still like a dominance about them that makes you feel less than in some way and an expressivity in the way that they express themselves and their level of openness, at least to probably maybe the guy that you want that they have, right? Even if they're closed off to you, they're still like a, <laughs> right? Like girls who are all like fawning over some guy, their, their body language is open, their posture is open to them. And that's universally attractive, right? Because it's an open door to somebody else to be able to co-communicate with them. And I just find this so incredibly fascinating. So some questions that I wanted to answer. People are like, what are the signs of body language attraction? So with this, okay, openness, dominance, expressiveness, this looks a lot of times like maintaining eye contact, smiling, leaning in, mirroring and matching. Okay, that's a huge thing. I took a whole class in college about mirroring and matching. It was my first life coaching class I ever took. And my teacher was actually the lead singer, Haley Williams, of Paramore's mom. Maybe you guys don't know who Paramore is. Maybe I'm too old for that. But anyways, super cool. She trained a bunch of Nickelodeon and Disney stars. And I'll never forget when we had a assignment, an assignment, we literally had to mirror and match a stranger in a coffee shop or a gym. 
and see how long it took them to start mirroring or matching back. And I remember this is right after I was Miss Nebraska. So I had some more confidence, but I was still like, I don't know, a baby deer in some ways in terms of my confidence. I remember I used to be terrified to like walk by all the tall, like hot basketball players because everybody else was super short in the South. And I'm like an Amazon. I'm a Glamazon. Let's get it. Let's don't get it twisted. And, but I didn't always feel like a Glamazon back then. And literally every other guy was four feet tall and I'm six feet tall. And that's just, you know, not necessarily my jam. And I remember just feeling like an alien and I couldn't even like make eye contact with the hot, attractive basketball players because I was too nervous, right? And now I look back at that and I'm like, why did I care at all? Like what was going through my head that made me feel like I couldn't be open? I was almost like rejecting myself before I could even make eye contact with people because there is confidence and strength. So if you're like, man, I'm just, I'm not there yet. I'm, I, I don't have the it factor. I don't know how to be expressive. I don't know how to be confident in situations. I don't know how to be open. One fantastic way to practice is literally practice maintaining eye contact. Now, please don't be weird about it. I'm not saying stare somebody down in a coffee shop to try and get asked out. Don't be weird about it. Be emotionally intelligent. Like be actually a normal person. But if you're scared of this already, learning how to take up space, right? Like if you expect to win your pageant, if you expect to grow your business, like whatever your goal is, and you can't make eye contact with somebody, how do you think that you're going to close a sale? How do you think that you are going to ask for a larger donation to your nonprofit? How do you think that you are going to win someone over in a 10 minute interview or a two minute interview if you can't even look somebody in the eye at the grocery store? And I'm not condemning you because like I said, I just told them myself, okay? I used to be terrified of this. But when I learned that this was a secret and I learned that actually this was 100% something that I was in control of like the entire time and I didn't have to be afraid of people because they didn't have anything that I didn't have. Like we're all just human beings existing and trying our best. I started practicing just having little tiny moments of eye contact, right? Like the tiny bit more, you're, you're, you're shopping in the, the section of apples and oranges. You're driving your cart at the, 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 the shopping market. Is that what it's called? At at the, the store where you get groceries, grocery store. <laughs> Can you tell I've used Instacart for like three years? Shout out to Instacart. I literally don't even go grocery shopping. I get them sent to me because I never leave my house. But back when I did leave my house, I would just practice like little moments of, you know, you're passing by the oranges and you're like, do I look up or do I avoid? Do I avoid? Okay, they're coming towards me. Okay. And you just force yourself to just, you know, give a little soft Midwest smile, give them a little nod, whatever. And it's crazy because I've actually had people come up and talk to me just by, you know, having openness and just they'll, they'll, you know, let's say again, you're walking by the, you're driving your cart by the oranges, you know, you, you, you make eye contact, not in a creepy way, not like I'm trying to, you know, get asked out on a date, but cause I'm married, I'm very happily married. I would like to say that, but this is a fake scenario of someone else. That's not me. And they're walking by and maybe that person's coming to, to grab an orange as well. And I'm serious, like back in college or back in whatever, when I was single, absolutely people have struck conversations with me just because my openness to position my body language enough to like make eye contact and give them a little smile makes them feel like there was a signal, which there was a signal translated by the way, that is not like just to hit on somebody, but even just to like start a conversation and be like, hey, which kind of apples do you? How about them apples? (laughs) That's the lamest thing I've ever said. But literally like, hey, you like Granny Smith's too. I don't know. You know, whatever, right? Which is funny because people have very strong opinions about apples, okay? Which, by the way, 
Team Honeycrisp, maybe Pink Lady, and Granny Smith. Everything else, gross. I don't need a disgusting, disgusting, what are they called? Gala Apple from the third grade Sodexco people who served us lunch in the cafeteria. Not interested. Not for me, okay? Mm -mm, Don't subscribe to that apple. So, something as simple as eye contact. You guys, that's something that you can practice right now. You can practice smiling. I have so many horror, embarrassing stories from high school when I'd walk by people that I was not confident enough to look at them in the eye and I would make the most grotesque, ugly face instead because I thought that was better. Because I was hiding, because I didn't want to be seen, and don't be like me at 17, because I was a freaking weirdo. I just was. We can all grow. So number one, maintain eye contact, okay? A second thing that if you're like actually on a date, just like a fun fact, if you can check that someone's eyes are dilated, like their pupils are dilated, and they're constantly like they're, it can mean a bunch of different things. It can mean they're anxious, they're excited, they're angry. Or, I mean, obviously, like, if you stick your eyes at a bunch of light, they're going to get smaller, right? But people have said that their pupils dilating if you're having, like, a one-to-one conversation is because physical attraction is there. So, you know, take that for what you wish, whatever that needs to mean for you. So third, openness. Let's talk about openness. So what does this mean for a pageant? This is why if you've heard of, like, the superwoman pose, the strong woman pose where you put your hands on your hips and you look at yourself in the mirror and you like say affirmations with your hands on your hips like that, part of that, the reason why that works is because you're forcing yourself into openness. You're literally forcing yourself to take up more space, which a lot of people are just simply too scared to do. And so when you do that, it signals not only to other people, but then like if you're looking at yourself in the mirror, it's signaling to yourself that I'm worthy. I'm worthy of taking up space. I am taking up space. I'm open. And it's funny because they've also studied this too, that if you have a bunch of people standing in a circle, the, if you watch who everyone's toes are pointed to, it's usually the most dominant person. Now, different schools of thought could say, oh, well, it's just whoever's talking because I like to study these kinds of things. I've, I study this a lot. I like notice this a lot in different circles. And I'll be like, man, are everyone's toes towards me? Can I get everyone's toes towards me? And it'll be something that I play with every once in a while. And again, this is outside of the moment where I actually need to be charismatic. I practice it in like my normal day. I practice it at the grocery store. I practice it when we're talking to a waiter. I practice it when we're at our Christian Young Professionals events and I'm presenting in the front of the stage or I'm just meeting a new person who's coming to our event or coming to our church or whatever. And not in a manipulative way, more of like a discovery of just like testing influence and testing. When you have influence, you guys, and you have a pure heart about it, you can change the world for good, right? That's what we're here to do. The things that we're selling, which is is in this case, you, your platform, you know, your business, whatever it is, when you're ethical about that and you know that you want to change the world, you're going to do great things, you have a pure heart with the leadership position that you're in, with making the sale, whatever it is, then that's going to be an open door to change the world, right? So we don't have to feel bad about influence. And I think another thing that I want to say here too is like, you've got to stop feeling bad about that. If you have any weird legalistic or religious thinking or just bad, toxic, fixed mindset or negative thinking, whatever you want to call it, around being successful, being influential, maybe you had bad examples of people that took advantage of that or gaslit you or took advantage of other people in those scenarios emotionally or, you know, in different ways, then yeah, like you're probably going to have a weird subconscious notion about taking up that space. 
So again, that might be something that you need to talk to somebody about. It's something that you could talk to me about as a coach and kind of work through that because that is probably affecting the salary that you're asking for at your job, the grades that you're getting in your class, the way that you're placing at your pageant, the way that your dates are going, all the different things, right? Getting passed up for leadership positions. Like when you when you learn these nonverbal cues and you learn how to totally accept being influential and being a leader and being somebody whose voice matters, like the way that you walk into a room either commands dominance or says, meh, just treat me, whatever, right? Or somewhere in between. And I've been all those people. So no shame in your game, whatever. Okay, keep moving forward. So leaning forward, this is something super fun. So again, in that experiment in college, I was literally forced to do this and with mirroring and matching and stuff. But as a universal quality of interest, someone leaning forward shows that they're interested. So uh, a game I like to play when I'm doing interviews or podcasts or, you know, whatever, if it's virtual, if it's in person or if I'm on TV or whatever, is I'll play with my body language and then I'll lean in for something and see if the person interviewing me matches or responds to it. And when I was dating, even when I was dating my husband, this was a hilarious game because I just, it's fun. It's a game (laughs) and and human nature is human nature. And when you know that you've got somebody because you're a great storyteller and just whatever, right? Like you're an influential person. It's just fun. It's fun to see how people react to things. So people lean forward. And also if you don't want to do this, just watch other people do it. Landon and I, my husband, when we're on dates, because we have a date night once a week, we just have fun watching other people too. Like we play the who's on a first date game and we'll just watch people's body language because it's fascinating. And you can totally tell based off body language, who's on a first date, who's dating, who's married. Like it is so fun. It's so fun. It's one of our favorite pastimes. And then we just fill in all the dialogue and we overdub it. And it's a, it's a great old time, right? It's a great Tuesday evening. So that's what you do when you're 30 and married is you, you listen to other people and you overdub their conversations. It's a really great time. Okay. Next, another way to be dominant, open, and expressive is smiling. So this sounds so simple, but I have seen so many people that maybe they don't love their teeth or maybe they've just always smiled with their mouth closed or whatever, but I don't care what your teeth look like. Like a genuine smile is one of the most beautiful things in the world and you shouldn't be ashamed of it. And if, you know, and if you have the resources to be able to fix it because you do have some adjustments that you want to make. I had braces, you know, when I was Mr. Brasky USA, they gave me free veneers. So I got a whole new set of teeth and I was grateful for that, right? And those things definitely made me want to smile more. But even the notion of believing that my smile was worthy of something and that I was beautiful, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have ever met somebody that maybe was a little bit shy or not the most dominant person in the crowd. And then all of a sudden you made them laugh. And I have, man, I have a couple people like burned in my memory like this and days of youth group and just different things growing up, but I made them laugh or somebody else made them laugh. And all of a sudden they just busted a gut into this beautiful smile. And it literally, I, I remember I used to call people out like to encourage them and like gas them up in a good way. And I'd just be like, Rebecca or whatever their name is, Rebecca, why do you not smile more? You have the best laugh. You have the best smile. Do you know how beautiful you are? And I remember I would just like catch them off guard because they've probably never been affirmed that way. And number two, it's just fun to like build people up in that way where I'm like, girl, you got to do this more often. Like you are so beautiful. This is so awesome, right? So if you're around somebody that maybe, you know, is kind of hiding and, and is afraid to take up space in that way, get them laughing in a really wonderful way to just kind of pour into somebody else's bucket 
is making them laugh and then pouring into their identity in a positive way and just, like I said, gassing them up, pointing out the great things about them. And that'll make you a better leader and a more influential person too. And that just makes me cry because I, I have very specific people in my brain that I know like that was a turning point for them where they like allowed themselves to smile. Okay, keeping going through this, mirroring is thing. Physical touch is a thing, obviously, in appropriate scenarios. That could be a fist bump. That could be a hand on a shoulder. Obviously, if you're on a date, that's very different than if you're in a pageant interview, very different than if you're in a work scenario, right? So use wisdom with that. Even though just like physical distance is a thing, right? So you always want to be aware of like personal space. That's super, super important. But if you're on a date or you're trying to get somebody to like you in some capacity, yeah, closing the distance obviously takes confidence and is a sign of dominance in a way, but use wisdom for what is appropriate in different situations. But that's even like the power of a hug, right? The power of a hug makes somebody have a feeling, right? Okay, so I'm going to skip through a couple of these. Yeah, maintaining an open posture. So let's talk about this specifically for like an interview or a speech or even being on stage, okay? So obviously like if we're wearing like a dress that's above the knee, we're not going to want to do like a whole bunch of like open leg postures or like what we call uh, a K pose rather than like a T pose. So like an open foot position rather than like a closed third or fourth position or fifth position if you, you have like a ballet background, right? You know what I'm talking about. So, but that could even be your arms. That can be like your posture. So we're not hunched over. We, we have our head up. We have our chin like at an even level and we're just even our openness, right? So like as if we're talking in a circle, I'm not afraid to position my body open, like the trunk of my body facing somebody, right? If you see people that aren't confident, they'll literally hide themselves and hide their posture where they're very rarely straight on with people. And I encourage you guys to literally like go to a crowded place a safe place and watch people watch who is confident and even if you had earmuffs on you guys you can literally see who is confident based on the way that they walk and their openness and their ability to engage in conversation it, it's insane you guys and I just want to encourage you I was telling my husband this earlier today because he or yesterday on our date night he called and canceled a reservation and I was like man I just had like a flashback and I was like babe I would have been afraid to do that like three years ago like I would have been absolutely terrified to just call and like give a reservation on the phone and you want to know how I got better at it I called and made reservations on the phone <laughs> that's how I got better and I did these simple things just to try and practice and notice other people to realize that actually there wasn't anything incapable about me I just needed to operate from a higher level of mindset and practice these things as if I already was confident a couple other things again these are more like on the dating side of things but Acting nervous can be an indication of somebody being attracted to you. Raising their eyebrows is something that is a um, micro expression that people can't control necessarily. So you'll see people will try and like in judges in like a pageant context, they'll try and like hide their emotions from you and not like show good or bad, just be kind of neutral. But watch for micro expressions along the eye region or even a slight smirking of the side of their, their lips and then their eyebrows because those are things that people can't necessarily control. Another thing that people do is raise or lower the tone of their voice. This is one of my favorite things to do in speeches as well as in interviews. So for example, if I'm super, super excited about telling a story and I, oh my gosh, I did this on Wednesday and then I did this first and then I did this first and da, 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 it's so amazing and da, 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 right? I might turn up the speed of my speaking as well as the pitch gets higher. Now, if I'm telling you a really serious story and I want to tell you about the hardest time of my life, and how I got through it, I'm going to talk down here and I'm going to slow down a little bit and watch how people lean in 
and they listen to every word that I say. Do you guys feel that? So there's an emotion attached with pitch. There's an emotion attached to the speed of which we speak. And having the awareness of this makes you more charismatic because it's like your, your, I call it the roller coaster effect in interview. And it's one of the greatest tricks that we teach people, not even a trick, tools. It's one of the greatest tools that we teach our clients because it will, it will literally just help you control the interview or control whatever conversation you're ever having. Another thing that people do when they're interested is they tilt their head. This is something that you can do on stage to show interest. Maybe when you're being asked an onstage question or even like, again, in a dating capacity or even just in a regular listening capacity, you're at a networking event, you're meeting friends, whatever, you can turn your head and it shows interest. It's one of my favorite things as well. Crossing and uncrossing legs. Crossing legs might make you appear more at you might think that it makes you appear more at ease, but in terms of like a body language perspective, it actually makes you look a bit more closed off. So if you have like a seated interview, I would recommend crossing at the ankles rather than crossing over the knee. It'll make you look more open and you also, your posture is able to be a bit more seated open and, and upward, which is super, super important. And here's another interesting thing that I wanted to make sure that I, I talked about too, because I don't think I've ever talked about this in a podcast. Another thing that shows confidence is the speed of movement, okay? So if you've ever noticed people that are insecure, they can be very fidgety and very like quick, like their eyes are shifting back and forth and their their movements are just always very like jittery and kind of fast. They always look like they're either speeding in or speeding out and they like can't sit still. It's been proven that slower movement, someone's ability to like and land and arrive in a place, right? Sit there and move their head slowly, bring their eyes back, tip their head, right? Little things like that, like you've seen it in movies a million times. But think about it. I always tell girls this on on stage in pageants. Like, don't just like rapid fire through your transitions in your pageant walk. Slow, slow the heck down, okay? I'm standing there, changing my facial expression. I'm moving my eyes towards you. I'm changing my smile up. I'm tilting my head a little bit, connecting with the judges, looking at every single one of you guys slowly, a little bit of a chin tilt, and now I'm leaving, right? That that took like eight seconds, and I probably communicated like five different emotions to the judges because it was like I was seeing through them, and I allowed myself to just sit there and be seen, right? That takes an immense amount of self-confidence. So that's why you see like, again, watch, start to notice this, you guys. If you watch... Go, I mean, if you're over 21 and you're, you find yourself in a bar of some kind, you find yourself in a restaurant, you're at a concert, whatever, just watch people. Watch when like a hot guy walks in and every girl turns their head. Why do they turn their head? Look at the way he walks, look at his eye contact, look at his, his head posture, look at his openness and look at the way that he interacts with other people. It is literally not a mystery. Every single one of you guys can do this and then do the same thing. If a good looking girl or whatever, like whatever kind of girl walks in and you see that people turn their heads towards them, why do they turn their heads? And break down all of these things, okay? Dominance, openness, expressiveness. I'm telling you guys, all these things. And I can be expressive even though I'm slow, right? And and look at the people and watch, again, movies, TV shows, whatever, right? When they're showing the da-na-na-na-na, the, the sexy character and whatever show, right? Or the love interest, 
Why do they show people walking in slow motion? Why do they show them like slowly looking around the room and then they make eye contact and it's all, you know, you feel something. Okay, we need to do that appropriately for every setting that we're in, but we still need to do it. It's so, 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 so important. Okay, so I could literally talk about this all day, but I know y'all have learned something today. I know that y'all have unlocked some keys. I know y'all are going to make more money doing this. I know y'all are going to raise some more funds. I know you're going to have some more confidence and none of this has to do with your personality or how tall you are or what your weight is or what your hair color is. Every single one of you guys can increase your it factor and your attractiveness and your overall charisma by doing these things. So watch this back, listen back to this five times and apply all these different things. And here's the other thing. It's not just you. Like I said, grow the social awareness to watch other people doing this as well. And that's going to translate to your brain to teach you how to do it too. So I'm so excited for you guys to apply this. Please, 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 please. Like I said in the beginning, write us a five-star review if this helped you. And if you learned something today, because I genuinely want to read your comments, that would bless the crap out of me. If you haven't given us a review yet, it'll help us help more people. And then if you guys are not in the Powerhouse Club yet, go to thepowerhouseclub.com to sign up. And I wanted to make sure I told you guys about our next free workshop, December 12th. It's called the Place Hire Workshop. And I'll put the details below of how you guys can sign up for that. And uh, we're going to tell you a little bit more about the Pageant Academy. We're doing our next round and our final round of people that we're going to work with on a one-on-one basis later this year. You'll get one-on-one access to us in a messaging platform throughout the entire year. It's our year-long mentorship program. So if you've been on the fence or thinking about wanting to dive deeper into working with us and learning more things like this every single day and being personally mentored by me, then you definitely want to make sure that you're there. So December 12th, December 12th, the Place Hire Workshop is going to be just 90 minutes, one day in and out, and then we will accept our next class of 20 women that I will personally mentor over the next year. And then we're closed till October again of the next year. So it's quite some time. Like I only mentor two groups of people a year. So make sure that you're there. Hope this helped you guys. Give us a five-star review and I will see you guys next week.